Hi, everyone. I'm Susan. Really glad to be here. Thank you for letting me participate. When I came to Al-Anon, I think I did recognize that my life had become unmanageable, to some extent at least. My alcoholic spouse was without a job again, although I could not relate that to alcoholism. I thought there were other factors. I was in denial. Uh, There were other chaotic things going on in my life, other crises going on in my family, and I could not relate them to alcoholism. So the idea that my life was unmanageable in some way because it was related to alcoholism didn't become clear to me for many, many months. It was only after quite a few months in the program that I began to recognize that I had an addiction to the alcoholic and that I was forever living my life according to his behavior, his feelings, his actions, or at least my perception of it. If he looked like he was in a good mood, then I could relax and somewhat be myself, but forever trying to please him. If he was in a bad mood, I had to walk on eggshells. That is unmanageability, as I came to understand it. There were other things in my life that were unmanageable, too. The fact that I put on masks, not real ones, of course, but played a part that I thought that you would like or you would like or you would like so that you would like me. That was dishonesty and I couldn't recognize it in myself. So there were a lot of ways in which my life had become manageable only through these distorted, convoluted ways of of, um, living. And that was not living, that was merely existence. So through this program, I began to recognize, first of all, I had a sponsor who walked me through the 12 steps of Al-Anon. And we started with the first step, which said, we admitted we we were powerless over alcohol, as, alcohol and that our lives had become unmanageable. So that was my introduction to the idea of unmanageability. And in time, as I began to work through those steps and take an honest look at myself, I recognized the ways that I had made my life unmanageable and that alcoholism was responsible for that response. After a while, though, I began learning some new te- techniques. I learned how to be a true friend by being myself. I learned how to actually ask my higher power to work on my defects of character while I worked to strengthen some of the assets. I developed deep friendships. I developed an intimacy that I'd never known with anybody through my friends in the program. And one of the greatest gifts of all was that I learned to relax and laugh and have fun. And that's kind of the way I'm living my life today. Thank you all very much for letting me share. Thanks, Susan. Thanks, Susan. Thank you, Susan. My name is Joanne. I got into Al-Anon um, because my employer made me come. I didn't want to, but it wasn't the first time I had been told that I should go to some Al-Anon meetings. I, had, I struggled with the idea that my husband was so young, and and I just didn't think he, he was... Um, an alcoholic, and so when I was told that I should go to Al-Anon, I didn't think it applied to us. But when my employer uh, heard me discussing uh, a customer um, had been drinking when he came in, and I wasn't very pleasant to him, and um, so my employer said that I had to start going to some Al-Anon if I wanted to keep my job. I went to my very first Al-Anon meeting, and um, I actually, I sat in on an AA meeting for 15 minutes before I figured out I was in the wrong meeting. (laughs) (laughs) And then I finally get to the Al-Anon meeting, and the first thing they did was assign me a sponsor. 
and uh, that lady uh, would talk to me after the meetings every every meeting night, and um, she started asking me about step one and telling me I should take a look at that, and and take a look at some of the unmanageable things in my life, and I told her I didn't have anything that was unmanageable in my life, and uh, she said, oh you don't, she says, well what are you managing so well, and I told her I was managing my job very well, and I had a full time job and was had a house and. And I had um, chickens in the living room, and I had um, the cat locked up, and, uh, you know, so everything was going really well in my life. And she said, okay, honey, let's go back to the chickens in the living room. Why are there chickens in your living room? And I told her, well, my husband came home from the bar one night, and he had bought 75 baby chickens. And I didn't know what else to do with them, so I have them in the living room. (laughs) And... uh, she told me I needed to think about my life a little bit and what was going on. And she said, now, why again did you come to Al-Anon? And I said, well, because my boss made me. And she said, and this is this job that you have under such good control. <laughs> and I said, yes, it is. <laughs> and, you know, I went home that night, and I thought for a long time, and it finally dawned on me that I guess I didn't have my job under such good control. After all, I was yelling at a customer that was drunk and... Um, so I, I started watching for things that were unmanageable in my life. I just, I, I just had a real trouble seeing them. I, I didn't think that everybody lived with chickens in their living room, but I didn't have a lot of choices at that time. I, I did build a chicken coop eventually and get them all moved outside. Um, where I had my worst problem was with the hunting dogs. Uh, my husband brought home some hunting dogs, and we... We had them outside, but they would get loose every so often and, and get into the garbage. And I discovered I had a gun in the house, and, and I could shoot those dogs, and they would yelp and run off for a good three days. And I thought I was managing my life. <laughs> Until one day I noticed that I was shooting towards the gas tank, the propane tank outside. And all of a sudden I had this realization that, you know, I could have killed myself. And, um, you know, my life is very unmanageable, and I just didn't, hadn't seen it until then. And, and then I could see where, where I, I needed to start taking care of myself in all of this. Um, I started, I got my own checking account. I um, started talking to people in between meetings so that um, I could get rid of some of that anger and bitterness that I had. And, and I just started taking care of myself and learning how to, to live my life. One of the things that I heard when I first walked into that Al-Anon meeting was laughter. And that was such a wonderful thing to hear. I hadn't heard it for so long. And uh, that Al-Anon has given me back a lot of joy in my life and a lot of sense of humor and a lot of good laughter. And I just am so glad I'm at these meetings now and, and can um, recover from this illness. Thank you for listening. Thanks, Joanne. Thanks, Joanne. Thanks, Joanne. Hello, I'm Jay. I came to Al-Anon firmly believing that my family had a problem, but I was okay. And I also believe that I was the only sane person in the family who was keeping the family together. But I just cannot do this anymore, so I came to Al-Anon looking for answers to see if someone can tell me how I can get my wife to stop drinking. And boy, that was a revelation. I did not find anyone who can tell me how I can stop my wife from drinking. But they kept saying, I keep coming back, keep coming back. 
And <clears throat> as I kept coming back, I began to hear and listen that I cannot cause, I did not cause the alcoholism, I cannot control it, and I cannot cure it. And I also began to listen that my life has become unmanageable, and it took me a while to really get a hold of that second part of the step, four, uh, step number one. But when I realized and when I started looking at it with the help of my sponsor, I realized that I was either angry or rather depressed. And that's what really caused me to look at myself and continue to go to the meetings. As I went to the meetings and listened and learned and read the Alanon literature, I became more aware that, uh, you know, I need to do something about myself and take care of myself. Taking care of the disease and the, uh, and the household, I had completely neglected myself. Uh, I didn't know who I was. I did not know what my hobbies were, uh, what did I like, and uh, slowly I began to see that, I, you know, there is a way that I can be happy, and I had to get the focus on myself and take care of myself, and that's how my recovery began, and uh, I have been in Alanan for, for quite a few years now, and uh, I continue to go to the meetings and work the program. Uh, my life is a lot better today. It doesn't mean that uh, uh, life gets better for me. I recently struggled with my uh, son's uh, alcoholism. Uh, he's doing okay. He's in a uh, treatment program now. And, uh, but that was a difficult time for me to really uh, see him suffer. Uh, disease does a lot of terrible things, and they get into a lot of trouble. And for the last year or so, I have seen him struggle but at least this time I had better knowledge of what I need to do, and, and I did as little as I can do. And uh, I did not go chasing him. I did not go looking for him. I did not give him any kind of financial help. And he kept calling that, hey, you know, I am tired of living this way, but I did not go pick him up. I waited till he came uh, to see me, and... Uh, he said that he's ready to go to the detox center, so I took him there, and uh, he finished that part. Then he came back, and he said that uh, he's ready to go to the uh, treatment program, so I took him there. So what I learned from Alan and I is to let the alcoholic be alcoholics, let them uh, face their consequences and their, uh, whatever the action they take, and when they are ready, they will ask for help, and that's what I did. When he came back and asked for help, that's where I went and gave him the uh, necessary help so he can help himself. Without the Al-Anon program, I don't think I, w I would have been able to do that. So I'm very thankful for the program. It has given me the understanding of dealing with the disease of alcoholism. I do not have to be angry at my alcoholics. I just have to be loving, caring, and compassionate towards them and pray that someday they will take care of themselves. Thank you. Thanks, Jay. Thanks, Jay. Thanks, Jay. Hi, I'm Cindy. I also got to this program uh, by the recommendation of someone else. My husband at the time uh, was drinking, and I thought I knew all the answers and how, what he should do to get better and make our lives more manageable. So he went to a treatment center, and they recommended that I attend Al-Anon. And I didn't think that... Uh, my life was unmanageable. I thought 
our lives were unmanageable because he drank. Not that my life was unmanageable. My life would be fine if he just stopped drinking. That actually never happened, but my life has become very much manageable, uh, except on those days that I try to step on somebody else's toes and try to control a situation or make somebody do something that they don't want to do. So it's very easy to go back into that unmanageability. But how did I come to realize that my life had become unmanageable? I, I think I needed some help in, in seeing that. Uh, I knew things were a little crazy uh, because I was chasing him around from bar to bar and I wasn't drinking and I was getting angry and doing crazy things and it was just it was just too much for me. Um, the step somebody else shared about step one, which says we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. And I did not want to accept the fact that I was powerless. I like I said, I thought I knew all, I had all the answers, but I didn't. I did uh, at that first meeting hear a, sh- a woman share about anger and how she. Uh, dealt with her anger by throwing ice cubes at a block wall and that helped dissipate her anger and I tried that and that that led to some relief for me as well so I had to look at my actions and and focus on my actions and I didn't get that focus until I got a sponsor so attending meetings for me has has helped having a sponsor to help me walk through these steps and the step one that says that you know we're powerless over alcohol and our lives have become unmanageable had to be looked at and really delved down into that I can't change or control someone else's behaviors. I can only change mine. And if I can focus on my behavior, which that then the serenity prayer helps me focus on what is it that I have to accept that I cannot change and what do I need to have the courage to change, then I can go focus on on me. So whether it was my husband at the time or my two sons uh, growing up that all had problems with alcohol, their lives, they thought, were fine. They didn't think they were, their lives were unmanageable at all. I thought their lives were unmanageable when in reality my life was unmanageable. And our step two talks about hope. And I think that uh, some of the other people that have shared already have talked about laughter. I didn't think anything was funny when I got here. And today... Um, the best part of the day for me is having a good laugh. And so for me, it's just being able to take these steps and work with another person to focus on again. Is it something that I'm doing that I need to uh, focus on changing or is it something that I just need to accept? So I have a a saying that I use that uh, tells me that, you know, if it's something I can change, then, then I just have to ask my higher power to to make that change happen or bless it or block it and it'll either I'll either change or I won't and so uh, for me it's coming to meetings and hearing what you guys have to share each and every time because I keep learning every something new every time I come to a meeting and I was once told early on try six meetings uh, and if I don't like it my misery will be cheerfully refunded. So I use that as a a marker to keep coming back to to the rooms of this program. So thanks for letting me share. Thanks, Cindy. Thanks, Thanks, Cindy. Cindy. My name's Marilyn. 
when I first came to Al-Anon, it was funny. In some ways, I knew my life was unmanageable, but I really didn't know the extent of it. Mostly, I stuffed all my feelings. I never really um, showed my anger or my fear um, because I was afraid that um, the hus- my husband, who was the drinker at the time, would use it against me. Now, he went to uh, Alcoholics Anonymous, and that's when I found out about Al-Anon. And I had read a little bit that said that the people that live with an alcoholic are affected by alcoholism. So I needed to find out more. But when I finally went to Al-Anon, after he had been going to meetings for a few months, I really went there with the idea that if I could learn about alcoholism, I could help fix him. And before I knew it, everyone was sharing their strengths and their hopes. And they explained that this wasn't for the alcoholic, it was for me. So gradually I started by listening to other people share in the meetings. I started to realize that my life was unmanageable. My emotions were mostly unmanageable. I was very afraid. I couldn't communicate. I felt anxious all the time to the extent that I was physically sick. And um, I didn't know how I was going to fix it. My sponsor, who is a really good friend, uh, helped me understand that there was choices for me, and I didn't choose. I didn't have to choose to be unhappy forever. That I could take my day and decide that day to be happy. So that was my beginning of realizing that I did have a way to change. That I could simply make up my mind that today, or for the next 10 minutes even, I was going to be happy. Um, Of course, my life was unmanageable in all aspects. I had three small children, and my husband was drinking. So if anybody's in that situation, you know that things just don't turn out perfectly. We were always worried about money. Um, I was afraid to talk to my husband because he'd get angry. So there was all of that as well. Um, I got help by listening to people, and as our program says, no one gives me advice, but I did consider what other people were doing for their solution and consider that, oh, that might help me and put some things to use, especially um, our slogans, which we learn when we get to an Al-Anon meeting, and one of the big ones for me was one day at a time. And thank you for letting me share. Thanks, Marilyn. Thanks, Thanks, Marilyn. Thank you, everyone, for joining us in this Al-Anon family group meeting. Every day all over the world, similar meetings take place in the anonymous and confidential safety of Al-Anon. Al-Anon family groups are for families and friends of people who have a drinking problem. There are no dues for membership. Al-Anon is self-supporting through the voluntary contributions of its members and the sale of Al-Anon literature. We invite you to join us again soon for part four in our series of first steps to Al-Anon recovery. More people who have been affected by someone else's drinking will join us. They will describe how they felt before they attended their first Al-Anon meeting and what, if anything, helped them overcome their fear. If you are ready to try a face-to-face Al-Anon meeting, scroll to the bottom of the page at www.alanonfamilygroups.org and click on how to locate a meeting. Or you may call toll-free during business hours Eastern Time, 1-888-425-2666 
to find an Al-Anon meeting in your community. Thank you for listening to Part 3 of First Steps to Al-Anon Recovery from Al-Anon Family Groups. If you missed Parts 1 or 2, please go to www.alanonfamilygroups.org and click on Podcasts. You are invited to join us right here for a future podcast, and you are welcome to join us at a meeting of Al-Anon Family Groups in your own community. Your own community. Your own community.